welcome to Insurance Claims Innovation. I am Chris Tidball, Executive Claims Consultant with Second Look, where we routinely find our insurance clients millions of dollars. On our podcast, we showcase others in the insurance claims arena who are using cutting-edge technology to gain a competitive advantage. We believe that all of our guests have a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show and we will reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Welcome to Insurance Claims Innovation. We have a great show today with two of the foremost insurance experts in the United States. Joining me from Willis Towers Watson are Katie Walker, Senior Sales and Practice Leader, and Clayton Southwood, a Senior Director with Carrier Oversight. It is great to have you here. Many thanks for joining the show and really looking forward to this discussion on one of the most pressing issues of our time, inflation. So we hear a lot about this in the news, right? I mean, we go to the pumps, we go to the grocery store. What are your thoughts on inflationary pressures right now? So, you know, the current inflation levels, they're not are not historically unprecedented, uh, but this is really a significant change to the norm for a new generation. And it's really impacting all areas of the economy, including housing, mortgages, even insurance. Right. When we think, when we think about insurance, um, it's really being impacted by supply chain issues, uh, such as lumber or windows for homes, cost of parts, labor shortages, uh, people that we need to make the repairs, and wage inflation for our own internal operations. Uh, this is leading to expense pressures that we see in other industries as well. Another really key impact is social inflation. I think that's one that we're not talking about quite as much. Um, and that would be just as a broad definition that we have increasing liability loss costs, which are beyond what's expected from inflation alone. Uh, this can be due to based on societal trends, uh, and it's often evidenced by increased litigation. Yeah, that's that's a big, big issue. I mean, I've been we've been hearing a lot about, you know, some of these nuclear verdicts. I mean, that's a whole other type of inflation that, you know, we probably could spend a whole hour discussing that in and of itself. Next so, time. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So what yeah. do you think, you know, what do you see for, you know, for the foreseeable future? What what can we expect? So I think for the foreseeable future, one of the biggest challenges is just the regulation involved for a lot of the lines of business that we won't be able to make changes as quickly as possibly we need to. Uh, I think there's a real risk right now that between the regulatory approvals needed, the internal system updates, um, the way we have to process things, um, you know, we're really in a risky situation of having inadequate rates while we're still having to pay for claims at these increased rates. Uh, I think we also have a real risk with judgments because if you're making a judgment now for a lifetime claim, you're talking about doing it under huge inflationary assumptions. Yeah, good, very good points. So, so Clayton, the, uh, the Fed recently took action by raising interest rates. Do you think this is going to have any impact? I mean, I, I think it will. It's going to take a while, Chris, honestly. I mean, we saw, uh, you know, a three-quarter basis point increase about a month ago, which is the biggest the Fed took in 28 years. Um, you know, there had been two other increases this year before that. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think there's probably more to come, and I think it's going to take a while to work its way through. I mean, and, and in insurance context, um, 
I think it's going to take even longer than for the economy in general. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a sort of a basic economic idea that, you know, the reason the Fed increases interest rates is to, you know, cool consumer spending um, to to sort of bring down demand to um, you know, to bring prices down. The problem is in, in the insurance environment, especially with the supply chain issues that we have and, and things going on in the, you know, vehicle repair market, um, you know, the, there's just not an option not to do repairs, um, you know, if, if you have damage to a home or to a vehicle. And, and so that that's not really discretionary spending and you you're going to have these ongoing supply chain issues they're going to impact that so i think you know for the general economy maybe we solve it in the next six months to a year for the insurance environment i don't think it's going to be that quick wow so so a lot to look forward to and then we have other things going on in the world so so katie we hear a lot about the war in ukraine i mean what's this what's the impact that that is having on the markets here in the u.s and abroad you know that's a, a great question chris and it's something that you say well i work in insurance right so there's how would that impact right. me and we had a running gag we were out visiting some clients in an area about who was going to have to be the ukraine expert uh, because everywhere we went we got asked um but you know i think overall when we look at it the numbers are really changing steadily on any given day you're going to get a different answer but the last estimate i saw was about 1.5 percent inflation globally based on ukraine which is staggering yeah. it's huge when you think about the global economy um, you know, we've said supply chain issues, um, you know, something's unavailable from Russia or Ukraine, someone else has to produce it, uh, incremental costs from shipping, inefficient production. So I think we're seeing those type of things across the world. But we think about insurance companies, um, a lot of it has to do with exposure. Uh, so most companies will say they didn't have a lot of exposure in Russia where they were going to get claims, but there were some um, that really de would deal with other companies that have stake in Russia. So I think a lot of what has happened is not covered under standard insurance. It wouldn't be business interruption, but right. it's really raising a, a flag in insurance about things that we need. Um, it's a pretty much a wake-up call for companies to better understand their risk profile. Uh, do they have political risk coverage? Do they have cyber risk coverage? Do they have terrorism coverage? Um, are they able to mitigate inflation risk through the supply chain? So I think this is really putting an emphasis for insurance companies, um, let alone, I mean, they had the basic costs. A lot of people pulled out, our company pulled out, big, big huge losses, fire sales. So they're having uh, financial pressures because of that, which we see, which you know, most people will say it's the right thing to do, uh, but it, it, there's the reality of, hey, we pulled out, we lost a lot of money, other companies pulled out, lost a lot of money, and then now we have to say, now what do we do going forward, what do we learn from this, and I think a lot of companies are going to be very interested in looking at their overall portfolio, understanding where their risk exposure is, and uh, as always, when these things happen, it leads us to think about new products and new opportunities. Yeah, I mean it's it's fascinating to think about you know how this is impacting the whole world. Now, if we if we you know come back to the states and just kind of you know think through the different lines of coverage, I, I mean Clayton, do you think the lines of coverage are being impacted equally, or are some being impacted more dramatically than others? 
Um, I, I think most all lines of business, Chris, are being impacted to at least some extent. But but I, I think there are certain lines where we do see it more. Um, you know, I think in the property coverages, be it either personal or commercial lines, you know, to the extent that you have, you know, catastrophe events that that um, that come up and require, you know, large scale repairs with, you know, I, we aren't seeing quite the lumber shortages we saw as as um, caused by COVID, um, you know, in the last year or so, but but still you've got increases in, in labor rates to do repairs. You still have some supply chain issues. So you know, it's, it's getting the materials and, and, and getting the repairs done at a much more um, expensive um, cost than you had before. You know, I think we're seeing issues in, in you know, the, the liability and injury coverages as well. Um, you know, in the litigation environment, you know, I think that, um, you know, settlements that are being made now are, are you know, are hopefully reflecting the maximum effect, effect of inflation. But, you know, I think there's still going to be upward pressure there. You know, I think, um, you know, in workers' comp, you know, you've got the effects of medical inflation. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think, Generally speaking, it's, it's it's sort of bad out there all over, but but I I think that um, you know definitely the personal lines carriers are seeing it both in auto and home, right? Uh, for sure, and I, I think you've got some commercial insurers, especially in commercial property and some of the liability lines, that are seeing it as well. Yeah, it's it's tough all over. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, you brought up lumber, and the price of lumber has come down uh, about fifty two percent since March. But yeah, the price of drywall's gone up that much. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so Katie, in the industry, we define claims inflation as a change in per claim costs in a specific portfolio. So, apart from wage and price inflation, what do you think some of the other cost drivers are? Oh, there's there's just so many right now. Um, you know, the first one that sprung to my head as I was thinking about this was uh, just reinsurance costs. Uh, how many Florida insurers have we heard about that can't get reinsurance and mm -hmm. now are being forced yeah. to uh, stop writing business? So reinsurance has been huge. Uh, so I think that again has to do with some global pressures, uh, with the market evolving and just. Um, uh, Clayton and I have talked about, he's done several presentations, the regulatory environment in Florida uh, has been a huge impact. Uh, we've talked about demand surge. Um, I think uninsured drivers is another one that we don't anticipate as much when we think about inflation. Uh, but with people being forced to pick and choose right now, what do I pay for? What don't I pay for? I think insurance can go by the wayside. Right. So I think that's another great example of something that's not, we, can, we can't always quantify it. But if you have an uninsured driver incident, that's that's huge to you. Um, you know, we think about autos, um, not just even the cost of parts, but the fact that new cars are so much more sophisticated. If someone hits your bumper and damages a sensor, you're talking about a whole bumper replacement, not just a, a widget or a, a part. And yeah. then the people that you need to replace that, different tools, different labor. Uh, so our evolution to get uh, bigger and better and fancier, uh, same thing with homes, um, the whole Texas um, freezing episode, uh, the homes had some, a lot of them had to be brought to code. Uh, when things are damaged in storms, they're not up to code. And so you need different lumber, different pieces, different parts. Uh, so things that um, maybe was a small repair in the greater scheme of things, uh, I think those, those type of things 
uh, and litigation. Um, you know, there's so many claims these days. Um, I read a stat that's over 50% of life bodily injury claims are now going to lawyers. Um, yeah, who cost upwards of $50,000 on average. An insurance company, even if it's a nuisance claim, has to go ahead and pay for insurance or for lawyers. That goes back into insurance costs as an expense. Um, I mean, litigation availability is just a huge one. There's so many attorneys that are willing to work at percentage of winnings, class actions, um, you know, access to experts, uh, jury consultants. And so I think things like that are really creeping into the cost in ways that most people don't think about unless you're working in insurance and you're seeing all of these little things triggering and thinking about why. Uh, most of the public just says, oh, you're raising my rates 10% uh, without right. really thinking about all of these things are happening and there has to be a trigger. Yeah, and everybody gets mad at the insurance company, right? It's the insurance <laughs> company's fault. It's like, yeah. you know, what we're seeing, I mean, Clayton, the, you know, with the pandemic behind us, we've seen both a rise in frequency and severity. So we're getting right. a double whammy. I mean, what do you think some of the primary drivers of inflation are going to be, you know, through the, through the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, I think Katie hit on, on a couple of, of these topics in her answer to the last question, Chris. I mean, I think it's, it's the ongoing supply chain issues, um, in, especially if you think about a line like, like personal auto, uh, where we've heard of all the problems with getting chips, with getting repair parts, um, you know, those kinds of things. You, know, you mentioned drywall cost in homeowners, uh, you, know, you, you know, lumber, that was a huge issue last year. So the supply chain issues are driving up repair parts and delaying the, the, um, the ability to get, get the, the, the materials for repair. Um, and, you know, Katie hit on some of this again in, in, in the last question in her answer. You know, you, we're seeing this, this impact, especially in auto, where you've got all the technology that, that has gone on to the cars. And, and we've heard about the problems in the past of, of needing to repair the cameras and the bumpers and things of that nature. But it's just exacerbated itself with the, with, with the advancements that automakers have, have uh, put into these cars. Um, you know, the ability to for the for the shops not only to get the materials to make the repair, but to find the people that are qualified and have the training to make the repairs. You know that right. comes to the cost. I mean, it finding the right people, being able to hire the right people in the current you know environment that we have, especially coming out of COVID. Um, you know, being able to pay those people enough to come in and do the work, making sure they're trained to do the work. You know, that's, that's one of the biggest things I've heard, especially in auto, is just an inability to, to get the people who have the training and, and um, get them working on the cars. Um, and I know that the industry is trying to, you know, the trade associations especially are trying to work with the auto manufacturers because when they put these bells and whistles on the cars, they think, wow, this is neat. It's going to really help safety long term. It's going to make accidents less frequent and less costly. Uh, that's probably true long term. But, you know, they haven't given enough thought to, to the cost of repair in the near term. And I know the industry, the trade associations are trying to work with the manufacturers to think about better ways to get this equipment on the cars so they're easier to repair. Um, you know, that, that's, I think we're going to see issues uh, like that going on uh, over the, at least over the next couple of years um, in, in the industry. 
um, you know, you've got the whole uh, re return to work life, I'm, you know, and, and more travel. You, you mentioned frequency and auto frequency is basically back up to where it was right. pre-pandemic. Um, you know, and, and accidents are, seem to be a lot more severe because people haven't necessarily returned to pre-pandemic driving habits. <laughs> True. So there's definitely impact there. And just the ongoing issues that we've already talked about around social inflation. Um, you know, I think, you know, claims management at, at a lot of carriers are going to have to spend a lot of time on mitigation strategies over the next year or so. Yeah, I mean, those are great. You know, those are all really, really good points. And I mean, you you know, cars are getting more technical. They're getting harder to repair and you can't find people to repair them. And then on the flip side, you go to the carrier, you're having adjusters do more with less and severities, you know, keep rising and, you know, so, something's got to give. So, so, Katie, what can insurers do from a reserving and risk modeling and maybe even staffing standpoint to impact inflation? So I think with insurance companies, um, you know, it's been really challenging the last couple of years, right? The pandemic hit and we, everyone paused and said, oh, what's happening? You know, you know, are, are we going to have to, is the world ending and are we stopping? And so I feel like we've now hit a place where they're back in action and they're looking. And the most common thing uh, where we're getting the most traction with, with companies when we talk to them is this idea of, again, you mentioned doing more with less. Um, the great resignation hasn't been good for anyone, but in insurance, we've definitely seen this like advent of the aging pop workforce population, fewer people joining insurance. And so a lot of what we've really been focused on is not just the idea of better methods and methodologies, which are great, but driving that into the business in an efficient way. Um, what companies wanna do is not spend 75% of their time doing analysis anymore. They wanna spend 25% of the time doing analysis and 75% making decisions and getting insights and. Uh, stress testing these scenarios. So we get to the place where uh, it's been a very uncomfortable conversation for people, but automation is just a huge buzzword. Um, it's a huge topic. It's I guess it's gone beyond buzzword to a real thing at this point. Right. Um, get rid of the rote task, get rid of the cutting and the pasting and the, I need to go look up something here and look up something there. Um, put the right information in front of people in the right time so that you can bring them better benchmarks, you can bring them better models, push that into the functions that have traditionally been very people-driven, uh, marketing, underwriting, claims, um, and use your valuable time for analysis, use it for to have your claims adjusters negotiating things, making judgments. So try to take away all these rote tasks and get people right. to doing more. Um, you know, and I think the other big part that we've talked about a little bit, uh, Clayton mentioned risk mitigation. I think that's a huge one. I think companies are really going to have to think about that really down to the line of business. Auto is going to be different than commercial property. And we can't have a one size strategy that we take to everybody. Uh, but capital strategies, companies are so interested in how they're deploying their capital right now. If I spend a dollar here, what's my return going to be? If I spend a dollar here, is that better or worse? And so we're really getting down to some very uh, granular and fantastic models that will tell you, should you write this business or should you write that business? So I feel like companies are going to be doing a lot more with advanced methods, which again takes training, it takes different people, it takes better tools. Um, but it's, it's where we need to go as organizations that when these events come upon us, inflation and pandemics and things, that we're better prepared um, than we were this last time around. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that, you know, the next few years are going to be very interesting. They're going to be very challenging. 
Um, I think you, you know, you hit the nail on the head with, you know, advancements in automation. And I, I really like that you focused on, you know, getting the, the menial tasks out of the hands of the adjusters and just let them do their job, let them focus Absolutely. and go back to basics and, you know, focus on the liability and the damages. So, so Clayton, do you have any, any, you know, final thoughts, recommendations for insurers or maybe even, you know, consumers and businesses that are concerned about rising premium costs? Yeah, Chris, absolutely. Um, I guess for insurers, I mean, I'm going to start with a bit of a shameless plug here, maybe. I mean, think about talking with, with consultants that are available in the industry. I mean, the reality is that we work with companies across the industry, you know, we work with other vendors. It gives us a great view of, of the trends and, and potential solutions out there. You know, we see companies taking innovative um, uh, approaches to try and tackle these problems. And, and we're able to just kind of to do a, a temperature check on what's going on in the industry and, and be able to react to that and provide guidance to, to our clients. You know, a lot, of, a lot of the companies out there, they're facing common problems, right? Uh, they have data challenges, they're having resourcing challenges that have existed at least since COVID. They really inhibit their ability to move beyond sort of the business as usual uh, and, and focus on creating a strategy and tools that will help them do a better job of managing their business. Um, you know, and, and look for look for the expense and loss ratio savings that are going to be critical uh, right. to, to mitigate against what's going on. For consumers, I guess just be informed, you know, I mean, you know, I know, and we, we've seen this a bit in, in several different markets, and I'd point to Florida homeowners as one of them. I mean, we've seen this, this cycle of, of insurers struggling to make a profit and increasing rates. And then, you know, consumers react to that unfavorably, understandably. I mean, it's money out of their pockets, but, but you know, it, it, it really isn't the case that insurance companies are working against you. I mean, I know that we see it in, in advertisements from, from lawyers and, and, you know, the roofing contractors and, and the water remediation contractors, you know, be sure and get your fair share from your insurance company. Right. Um, you know, but I mean, the reality is there's almost 3 million people in the U S that work in the insurance industry. And a lot of them are trying honestly to work to find affordable, proper coverages and do a fair job of settling claims. So, you know, insurance serves a purpose. It's to, is to, you know, protect you financially against, you know, accidental um, or unforeseen events, you know, take advantage of that, but, but seek a fair settlement, you know, for your claim. Don't, you know, I, I would say, you know, don't try to take it out on the insurance company because that long-term that just hurts everybody um, in, in terms of higher premiums. Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a great point. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure we all have these discussions with, you know, friends of ours that are not in the industry that they just got their homeowner's bill, especially down here in Florida. I mean, you know, rates have gone up, you know, 50% in some companies. And right. it's easy to blame the insurance industry, but let's look at what the real underlying problems are. I mean, 90% yeah. of the roofs that have been replaced in the last five years in Florida didn't need to be replaced and certainly right. it wasn't you know insurable but right. for litigation right. well i want to thank both of you for sharing your insights with our audience it has been a pleasure having you on the show and hopefully we get to do this again where we can you know talk on another subject of interest 
Excellent. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, we really appreciate the opportunity, Chris. Great. Okay, let me let me hit the end. Oh, not that one. Where'd my recording button go? Yeah. Thank you for listening to Insurance Claims Innovation. Are you interested in being a guest on our show? We would love to have you. Visit us at go.secondlook.net slash podcast dash guest. Please share Insurance Claims Innovation with others on social media and provide rave reviews about our guests. The goal of Insurance Claims Innovation is to showcase others in the insurance claims arena who are using cutting-edge technology to gain a competitive advantage. Follow us at Insurance Claims Innovation and subscribe to our podcast. You can also follow us on LinkedIn at Second Look Inc. Interested in learning more? Stop by our website at www.secondlook.net. Again, thank you for joining us today. My name is Chris Tidball, and I hope you found this to be time well spent.